We we sold out hard. We sold out so hard. <laughs> yeah, that's how you make money. <laughs> this is about to be a very silly episode. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh, hi. <laughs> What's up ladies, gentlemen and others? Holy shit. I am so sleep deprived right now. I am oh my god. I'm not just tired. I'm like I, the way that I worded it earlier was I am starved for sleep right now. Like I I think I got maybe 3 hours of sleep. Did a full shift of at the bar. Then went home, took a 45 minute nap, which was delightful because you know, you got drool in the mouth and everything like that. And then, yeah, and then ran up here. The sun is still up. I've never recorded this early. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this honestly just sounds like the oops, the diaries of a uh, metal disc jockey, which you obviously are. Yes. Yeah, so- <laughs> with your Misfits jersey, backward snapback hat, and sleeve tattoos. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I got nothing. I really, yeah. <laughs> oh, no. I've been seen. Oh, no. <laughs> No, uh, today's guest is a return favorite, Mr. Ethan Sandoval. How you doing, bud? I'm here. <laughs> that I'm could mean so many things. I'm doing well. I'm working hard to be more positive, and it is difficult. <laughs> well, yeah, especially with, you know, people. Yeah. <laughs> no, d- no, you don't understand. The other day, I decided I'm going to start doing positive affirmations, right? Because I'm, oh, I'm a very negative person, but I'm a very happy person. <laughs> I'm very, I love my life. I have a lot of good things going on. And I said, I'm going to start doing positive affirmations. Right. And so my positive affirmation was, I'm going to be more positive. Yeah. And here's how it went. I went, I'm going to be more positive. I'm, and I vomited. I threw <laughs> up in my garage. <laughs> Positivity makes me ill. Like that's (laughs) it was my body. It's like I I was supposed to be born in New York. I'm pretty sure because my body was like positivity. Like (laughs) your body rejected positivity like a fucking transplant. Oh yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. (laughs) My entire my entire being was like this isn't us. (laughs) Well, but I love that because I swear to God, it's so. stupid how often someone will be like hey you're not allowed to be angry hey you're not allowed to hey you're not allowed to how about go fuck yourself yeah. i'm allowed to be whatever the fuck i want to be yeah, but and right now i want to be negative right but at the same time i've also learned how wildly off-putting it is to be incredibly happy and also very negative <laughs> just be like oh well my. who told you to pick those two things <laughs> i don't know it just occurs i don't know how to <laughs> you can do it Oh my god! Okay, there we go. All right, I like that go. better. Okay, yeah. I had to adjust said mic. Said mm. <laughs> mic. I'm delirious as fuck right now. I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, no, but like I, for a long, long time, I would get in trouble with like significant others mm-hmm. because they would be like, "You're just angry," and I'm like, "No, you made me angry, mm. and you got to see me snap a little bit, but I'm not angry. No, no, no. Don't go spreading that bullshit. Oh, you already did. Okay, never mind." That sounds like abuse. So I, <laughs> I am not gaslighting. I'm not in that regards. That's not how it is for me. Well, no anger, mostly like negativity. Sure, I'm a bit of a negative person, but in my mind, I'm. I feel like we have similar outlooks in the sense that it's like I'm not actually negative. I'm just pointing out that this is all bullshit. Right. Like, this dumb shit that you fuckers are super stoked about means literally nothing. Right. 
and I get that, and I agree with that. Listen, I fucking hate everything. Like, don't get me wrong. <laughs> I'm still a piece of shit inside. It's just a matter of of not vocalizing it. I'm as trying much. to sugarcoat this turd. That's what I'm trying to do here. Stop it! It's a turd. Why are you sugarcoating it? Why are you wasting sugar? Yeah. Why would you put sugar? Are you planning to eat a turd? Are you planning to eat a turd, <laughs> sir? You have a lot more problems if you're planning to eat. It. And you're like, you have the forethought to put sugar on it, right? That means you planned. That means you you showed up preparing to eat the turd. You have so many issues. What's going on in your life, Terrell? Do we need to call someone? I, I just love the tone of you. How dare you? <laughs> I just love, like, I, I swear, though, that you, you're just sugarcoating this turd. Why would anyone put sugar on a turd? I know. Turd lollipop, are you okay? Yeah, <laughs> what is wrong? Like, call someone. Is your relationship this abusive? Like, <laughs> gaslighting no, is one the thing. the best but... thing is that, like, my, my present relationship is fantastic. Yeah. Like, she'll be like, hey, I didn't like how you just talked to me, mm-hmm. but I understand. That's how and mine it, is. And you're just kind of like, wait. Was that how this was supposed to go this entire time? (laughs) No, exactly. No, my current relationship is with... So, like, I'm autistic, and my partner is also autistic. Mm -hmm. And so because of that, we have decided to stop inferring (laughs) and just just be like, you made me feel this way, here's why. And, like, (laughs) (laughs) it's going, it's going swimmingly. (laughs) No, like, the second you actually talk to your partner, all bets are off. Oh, yeah. Because, like, it all comes out. Well, actually, no, I felt that way because... When I was a child, this is, what, this is what happened with my father or whatever. And you're like, holy fucking shit, there's more layers to all of people. So <laughs> so I have a very interesting, this is going to be off topic but on topic at the same point. What topic were we, the last topic we had was turd lollipop, essentially. Well, the, like, current that's topic, <laughs> the current the current. Also, topic. please come see my new band called Turd, turd Lollipop. lollipop. Uh, you, know you'd, you know you'd go see that turd band. Turd Lollipop is either a band name or a 50s TV announcer. <laughs> Hello, everybody. I'm a turd lollipop. No, no, he's a morning shock jock, actually. <laughs> hey, it's 8.15 in the morning. I'm going to drive to five. <laughs> 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 the worst. The worst possible button on the soundboard. There are so many other buttons. <laughs> There's a one in eight chance. That was wrong. Oh um, my god! I'm sorry, but Shock Jocks. I think the best one ever was from Parks and Rec. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ira and the Douche. <laughs> so good. Uh, anyway, you were saying. So, so what I what what I was saying was that oh right. So I again off topic, but it will become on topic. I have erectile dysfunction, which is fun, and and we're having one of those episodes. That's listen, a- listen <laughs> yes. Um. <laughs> Stacy, um, <laughs> before the podcast oh. jokes, um, so I, uh, uh, I have a erectile dysfunction, and my partner, like, is very supportive of it, and was right, right. very much like, we'll figure this out, and I'm right. like, and which, like, first of all, treat it like that, like, treat, don't, right. don't be disappointed, treat it like a challenge, like, right. that's what I want, you know, that's the energy you need with that, um, but... Uh, I found out a thing that gets me aroused uh, so so much, and that's a deep emotional conversation. Apparently, <laughs> you're a, what is known as a demisexual. <laughs> right, yeah. exactly. So, like, I was having a conversation with my partner, and we were talking about our traumas and everything, and I couldn't have been more hard. <laughs> And it's the worst possible time <laughs> to be hard. <laughs> because my partner's like being very vulnerable and like, yeah, I had a horrible childhood and I was very and I was like, somebody's trusting me. Bing 
This thing, I swear to God, it is like when I think about the fact that when I was younger, everything was just very. Mm-hmm. It's just it's what there's no real mm-hmm. underscore or anything. Like, there's no undertones. It's just hey, cool, and then we go. But now it's like if conditions aren't perfect, it's just oh. kind of like eh. Getting I don't really a, getting a boner past the age of twenty four is like taking off from an aircraft carrier. <laughs> Like there's eight other levels of clearance that you need with your like. Your, I would go so far as to say over 24 with mental illness. <laughs> with mental yeah, illness. because like I was reading an article that was just like, does your partner have ADHD? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's gonna be a little harder to keep them in the mood. Not because you're not good at it, but because they were probably like, yeah, here we go. All right, I wonder if pterodactyls just shit from the sky. Mm-hmm. You know, shit like 100, percent 100. And like, do they- like a T Rex is just like enjoying its day, and then just pterodactyl yeah. shit. Yeah, like, do you think do you think people with incontinence are closer to birds? <laughs> My brain hurts already. <laughs> God damn it! That is a nerdy ass. <laughs> Welcome to the Nerdy Poop Joke Podcast. Um, <laughs> nerdy Poop Joke is my shock shock name. That is it. A- <laughs> How are you doing there, nerdy? I'm good, turd lollipop. Let's go. <laughs> but yeah, no, I. Uh, that wasn't even a button. That came from my mouth. I know. It was good. It sounded real. Honestly, I felt like I had to check my pants. Uh, I, I feel like I do need to check my pants. I have just all kinds of itchy asshole today. Uh, so when it comes to. <laughs> yeah. Uh, transition. Speaking of itchy asshole, scurvy's a thing on pirate ships. Our flag wow, you definitely. That would, I mean, it was. It felt like a bit like a reach, but at the same time, well done. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have no idea if itchy assholes assigned. That's it. <laughs> it does come up in the show. Scurvy does. I enjoy yeah. it. Uh, no, but we are. We're going to talk about our flag means death, and I am. Let's work at a gym's called Scurves. Nope. <laughs> no, I'm not. No. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I swear to God, the worst part is that's going to be something that is just in my head, floating around, and then out of nowhere, I'm going to be having a rough day. I'm just going to stare off at the distance and be like, <laughs> scurves. <laughs> Listen, that's all I want in life. Just when I die, I just, just want people- be a joke earworm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when I die, I just want people, when they think of me, to go, <laughs> stupid. <laughs> That's it. That's my, all I want. My friend was dumb. <laughs> he was dumb. <laughs> You're a nice butt, though. All right. Uh, no, but I love this fucking show. Oh, our, our flag means death is incredible. It's Taika Waititi, which automatically mm-hmm. means, mm-hmm. yep. Is it Taika? I thought it was Taika. Taika. Uh, ta- Hold on. Yeah. Uh, yeah we got technology. Let's fucking figure this out. Uh, well, because he's he's from New Zealand. Yes. And I love that fucking accent so damn much. Oh, yeah. Oh, what is, is the, I, I can do the Korg version that he, the one where it's like. Right. It's like, oh, yeah, Meek's dead. Oh, yeah. I, uh, I uh, stepped on him while we were in the battle. <laughs> it's it's like, I love Korg so much more than so many other fucking characters in the Marvel Universe. Yeah. Well, all, all, New Ze- all the New Zealand accent is, is a hesitant Australian accent. Yeah. Um. Australian, I might, and he's just like, "Oh shit, fucking, all right, what's up?" It's just a frightened Australian. Whereas, like, right behind us is is a guy from New Zealand. This kind of, if uh, if it's all right, I'm uh, 
I'm going to come in with him. Um, he's already in. Um, he's, he's drank three beers uh, before I walked through the fucking door. So here we go. Right. Taika Waititi pronunciation. How to say Taika Waititi correctly. Oh, wait. Is there one from Taika Waititi himself? No. Okay. Never mind. That would be hilarious, honestly. And he's like, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> American accent and everything. He goes, I just hit it big in New Zealand. I don't know. I just kept it. Director, producer, screenwriter, actor, and comedian. We are looking at how to pronounce Taika. Taika. Okay. Ty like Taika? Yeah, like like Ty. Wow. I have uh embarrassed myself. <laughs> uh <laughs> now have you seen listen? Taika Waititi, fantastic, done amazing work, such as Jojo Rabbit, uh -huh. uh, Thor Ragnarok, Seen it. Yeah, uh, fucking What We Do in the Shadows. The uh, movie and the, the show. show. And the show. Fucking hell. Yeah. And um, done lots of voice work. Oh, fucking, uh, didn't he also do uh, fucking shit? Nope, I'm not going to even think of it because I decided I was going to try and think of it. But literally everything you just mentioned mm -hmm. Is fucking genius. Yeah. Like, from a comedic standpoint, from a screenwriting standpoint, oh, yeah. like, all of it is fucking genius. Like, imagine mm -hmm. the balls you have to set on the fucking table mm -hmm. for Jojo Rabbit pitch. Oh, my God, yeah. Hey, like there's this kid in Germany <laughs> during World War II, mm -hmm. and his imaginary friend is motherfucking Hitler. Yeah. Who the fuck is even, like, still listening in the room at that point, except for the people that know? They're like, no, no. Mm. He's got a point. Let's yeah. go. Let's 100%. let's hear this out. Oh, yeah. And then you and John Voight. Uh, and, and John Voight. <laughs> John Voight's like, I need to hear more. <laughs> Come on now, let's hear it. So Hitler's like the good angel, right? <laughs> and you're like, oh no. Oh fuck. Well, and even worse was that like then, you know, after watching the previews, everything like that, you're like, I am stoked for a fucking comedy from Watiti. Let's go. And by the end of that fucking movie, you are moved. Oh, yeah. So hard. Yeah. Even fucking what we do in the shadows has moments where you're like, oh, oh my yeah. God. Oh, oh, my God. Yeah, was, my, my feels. That was that was quite nice. Yeah. And especially in Our Flag Means Death. Our Flag Means Death has tons of it. Just and, incredibly, uh, like, poignant and deep fucking things going on in this show while simultaneously being one of the most ridiculous pirate comedies that have ever existed. Also, maybe the most, like, actually progressive show on TV. Absolutely. Where, where it's, like, has a gender non-binary character played by a gender non-binary actor. Absolutely. Um, who, I don't know the actor's name, but the character is Jim Sterling. Uh, yeah, Jim. Yeah. Yeah. I love that though because it's like, and then not only that, there's there's never even a question. The thing that I love is that like it didn't matter at any point in the show who loved who, who was into who, anything like that. No, that was never questioned, yeah. not once. Like maybe once when it came to uh, Black Pete and uh, the uh, I forget his fucking name. Oh oh, uh, Lucian or Lucius? Lu yeah yeah, Lucius. That it was just kind of like, oh no, it wasn't the 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 that they were into each other that was questioned. It was that he goes, you do realize he drew so-and-so's penis, right? He goes, yeah, no, he's pretty much drawing all of our penises. Yeah. He's quite gifted. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and that's great. And like, also, like, tons of inclusion in other ways, like uh, uh, Black Pete, uh, Clef Palette. Yep. Um, not brought up once. Not brought up. Uh, and a lisp, not brought, brought no, up once. Not made lots, fun of or anything. Like... Lots of POC mm -hmm. representation. I Honestly, I think more POC than... Uh, uh, I 
I'd say 40, 60. I would even go so far as like, even if we're at equal of POC versus white, I feel like we're going in the right yeah. direction. Which is, which is, which is period accurate because it's set in the fucking Caribbean. Right. Yeah. And I've always, I've always hated that. Like, you'll be watching a pirate movie from back in the day. It's like, a bunch of it's looking people. awful fucking Caucasian around yeah, here in the Caribbean. Stuffy British dudes. <laughs> and then like one. And well, no, but even better is that, like, when they're going into port, the people that are tying off the ship who are, like, throw a little something-something, they're the ones that are fucking, like, yeah. accurate to the region, and you're like, oh, this seems fucked up. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's bullshit. This no. is so fucked well, up. Well, it's, you know, what is it, that, that movie set in ancient China and the main character's Matt Damon? <laughs> <laughs> Matt Damon. I don't care. I'm always going to think of that. That's yeah, fine. But, like, with uh, this show, though, like, it wasn't, it goes so in-depth for a lot of things, mm-hmm. but quickly. Oh, yeah. Like, whenever uh, Watiti's talking about his, you know, his his dad dying. Oh, yeah. And it was the Kraken. And then he's like, well, actually, I killed him. Yeah. And you're just like, whoa. Well, no, it's not even that. It's like, it's like he's, like, telling the pirates, like, my my dad was killed by the Kraken. Yeah. And then, and then you get to the fucking, uh, he's crying in the bathtub. Right. <laughs> being consoled by Steed. And then... Uh, he's like, oh, he killed him. And it's like, Jesus Christ! The well, fucking total whiplash on this bullshit. <laughs> like, Jesus, fuck! Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, and it's when the Kraken shows up. Because the that's in episode four, I want to say. Yeah, where, something like that. Yeah, it's earlier on uh, where they're... I, I was looking at through the, like, plot of, like, all the episodes. Because uh-huh. when I watched this, I kind of... I wasn't planning on watching it all in one sitting. I was. It's just easy to do. Right. And what happened was I was just like, I was over at my, my partner's uh, place. And then, like, uh, we were just, like, cuddling on the couch. And then, like, they ended up falling asleep. And I was just watching the show. And then, like, I think I, f- I fell asleep during episode five. I don't remember any of episode five. <laughs> but I remember the everything else from the show. Um <laughs> But uh, yeah, it's it's so fucking good, and like, there's so the jokes in it are so goddamn. Funny. When he, they he go well, and not only that. Okay, so for those of you that maybe haven't seen the show yet or anything like that, uh, let's go ahead and get it out of the way now. We're probably gonna spoil the fuck out of it. Oh yeah, just we, in the we, course of talking about it, you spoiled a bunch of it already. That's well, I mean, eh. but like, yeah. but like at the same time, the the show is centered around Steed, who is like he calls himself after a while the gentleman pirate. Yeah. Because he is a man of means, and he's in a loveless marriage yeah. that was set up between two... It's arranged. Yeah, it's an arranged marriage. So they have two kids that don't love him. Yeah. You know what I mean? His wife doesn't love him. Yeah. He hates himself, for God's sake. Yeah. And then he decides, you know what? I need some fucking adventure. I'm going to buy a ship. Mm-hmm. And then his wife is essentially like, I'm not going with you. Are you out of your fucking mind? Yeah. And he just bails. He's yeah. just like, all right, well, I'm taking the ship. Yeah. And also, he gets his crew together, whatever, and just fucking rolls. Also, Also... Factually accurate in that he's very eccentric because he has a salary for the pirates who work for him. Right. Which is like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> um, and like, uh, so yeah, uh, and I believe the show is set in 1717. Is okay. Um, I we're getting factual as fuck around yeah, here. Autism. I know... <laughs> I know this because... Hashtag autism. I know everything about wrestling. But I, <laughs> that is still one of my favorite lines of anything ever, was just someone looking at Ethan going, wow, you know a lot about wrestling. And he just looks back with a straight face and goes, I'm autistic. I know everything about wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> this is true. Um, 
I, uh, it's not cockiness, it's factual. I, <laughs> it's um, facts. I don't know what you want from me. Listen, from like, what is it, like 1993 till 2008, you can't shake me. Um, <laughs> I, our next uh, our next category is wrestling trivia. Ethan, you're up. Yep. You are up. Come on. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. I've been training for this my whole goddamn life. I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it. Um, so. <laughs> I, uh, excuse me, uh, host of show. Yeah, the buzzer can't keep up with Ethan, so <laughs> we're going to need someone to rewire this shit or something. Like I make the noise while I buzz. <laughs> buzz! Buzz! <laughs> it's oh, a... speaking of buzz noises, so uh, I'm a bartender, and I'm sitting there, and this couple comes in, they sit down, and I see this guy put his keys down, but then he puts something dark next to his keys, right? So then I walk up, I get their order, everything like that, and as they're talking to me, he just he grabs the thing next to his keys. He goes, you know what this is? I go, that's a remote, mm-hmm. and that's why your old lady can't stop giggling, mm-hmm. is because you keep hitting that button. Mm-hmm. If you know, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. But like... <laughs> I know. <laughs> I have one in right now. No. <laughs> <laughs> I have my own button. <laughs> I have some peppermint. Yeah. <laughs> I got some post-haste in my prostate. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. <laughs> um, <laughs> There's some post-haste <laughs> Yeah. Post-haste in my prostate. Oh, um, my God. I, I'm delirious. Shut <laughs> That's <laughs> Yeah, that's fine. Ah. Oh, that's fine. Hell. I'll carry the episode. So, uh, <laughs> Papa Shango was a wrestler, and <laughs> did you hear that latest episode? Really got off the fucking rails there towards the hey, middle. Everybody, welcome to the Wrestle Lore Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Even worse is that it's like there's just this background vocal of snoring. Like yeah. I think Terrell fell asleep. Like yeah. it's, a... it's it's a five hour long podcast. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to recite the entirety of WrestleMania 22. Um, and here we go. We open on... <laughs> in a world. Say it like a fucking screenplay. Like, in a world. Oh, fuck. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I uh, I do love the show a lot. It's very good. The reason I, and I know it's based in 1717 is because there's a thing going around on the TikToks about... Right. But TikTok is ablaze with this fucking show because it's... It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> but um, And, like, all the cast, like, is now putting out the TikToks that they recorded while filming the show. Right. They're not putting them out now because they can't because they don't have to be as hush-hush about it. Right. Um, so, like, there's a bunch of shit coming out uh, for that. And uh, But I know about it being... Uh, I'm so intrigued by what you just fucking said. <laughs> oh, sorry. I It sounded way more ominous. Than it really I, did, yeah. To, no, 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 no. It's just I was like... Just like I'm gonna okay. You keep talking. I'm gonna reach for my fucking phone and I'll get on TikTok no, real no, quick. No. no, there's nothing like too crazy on there. Uh, just a lot of people like fangirling over fucking Waikato. Oh my god! Waikato. <laughs> uh, oh, that's. I was like, why is my brain fucking up? I was trying to say Waikatititi. <laughs> Sorry. Waikatititi. Yeah. No. Taika Waititi. Wakey titanium. <laughs> Wakaki titanium. Nothing to lose. All right, anyways, um, so 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 the show is set in seventeen seventeen. I know this because people like it's based. On I forgot that's what we were talking about. <laughs> it's based on real people. It is no shit. Steve Bonnet's a real person. I know that Blackbeard's a real person, but Edward Teach is his real name. Right. Easy Hands is a real person. Okay. Ola, what? I cannot remember his. It's Ola Wande. Ola. Oh. Uh. Oh. Uh. Yeah. Right. I don't know why I thought I was gonna remember it if you couldn't. Yeah. No. That's. I, 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 <laughs> 
they don't say it a lot in the show, I don't think. Um, Are we talking about the one who ends up with Jim? Yes, yes, yes. yes okay, hold okay. On, hold on. Let me Which is, I, I dare say, one of my absolute favorite characters oh, in yeah. a very long time, just because the, the fucking heart on that guy is is fucking massive. It like, is. Oh, it is Oluwande. I was right. Cool. Oluwande. Yeah. Um, who I, I believe is a real person as well. Um, uh, I'm not 100% sure on that. Um... And then uh, I'm trying to remember. Jim Sterling is based on a real person. Okay, see that one. I think I did know. Yeah. Well, if you've played Assassin's Creed Black Flag, okay, that's why then. Yeah. You might recognize some of these characters. That's, <laughs> the, the my favorite is that like I when I was playing Assassin's Creed Black Flag, it was with like in a group, mm-hmm. and it was just because one person had it and we were all broke. Yeah. So we would just kind of take turns, you know, and whatever. But then it started becoming less about the actual game and more about trying to find as many sea shanties as we could. And so essentially we'd be sitting there and someone would go, hey, there's a side quest up there. And then somebody inevitably would be like, are there any fucking sea shanties though? Like, <laughs> are you playing with the cast of Letterkenny? Uh, apparently, <laughs> uh, are there any uh, sea shanties there, bud? Um, but, uh, anyways, Izzy Hands is also based on a real person, uh, Israel Hands, right? Is what it, but the the reason I know this is because some of the factual inaccuracy is that Izzy Hands in real life. Would have been sixteen when the show aired. Oh fuck! Or like when, like in the time period. Right, right. Born in seventeen oh one. Oh shit! So, which Izzy Hands is very much not sixteen in this yeah. show. Yeah, he's he's very much a crusty older fella. Yeah. Uh, Con O'Neill, I believe, is the actor's name. But that fucking voice. Oh yeah, which he has apparently had, I think, pretty much his whole life. Because I saw clips of him like from acting in like the eighties, and he sounds like that. Jesus. Um, but like Twitter, that's such a good villain voice, you know? So, like it's. Uh, oh, I'm not happy to be here. And you're just like, holy. Fuck. I fucking hate Steed. (laughs) But his Twitter, you gotta look at his Twitter. Yeah. Because he is just fuck posting fan fiction of Our Flag Means Death, retweeting porn of Our Flag Means Death. That's fantastic. Saying he supports it and fully endorses it. (laughs) Like... Um, confirming fan theories. Like, he's fully like, I'm having fun. I just don't give a fuck. Yeah, and I love it so much. And, like, that's kind of the energy of, like, a lot of the people on the show. Because, like, Reese Darby is the other lead. And I fucking love Reese Darby, I swear to God, is one of those actors that everything that I have seen him in, he is fucking gold. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's absolutely. And there was one person that was like, well, he's playing the same character all the time. I go, no, Whoa, he's no. that good at what he does that it's like it's absolutely different characters. There's a very, very specific nuance. Like, like I think the other character that I would really compare him to uh, in this is his character in Yes Man. Oh yeah, yeah. The bank, the bank yeah. manager, Carl. Carl. Yeah. He, go, <laughs> he calls him. What is he? Shortens his name. Uh, Ka. And, and then he goes back to him and he just goes, Ka. Yeah. That'll be yours. Yeah, that'll be yours. <laughs> How to short a one-syllable name, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Carl's already pretty short, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, one of my all-time favorite lines from anything, not just from Reese Darby or anything, one of my favorite things that has ever been spoken in any sort of show was Fly, Fly to the Concords. Oh, yeah. And they were talking about uh, uh, Fleetwood Mac, and he goes, you, you can't be dating uh, the people's girlfriends, you know what I mean? Because then, you know, what happens? You know, Fleetwood Mac? 
You know, some of the best things came from dating other people's girlfriends. Rumors. No, it's all true. <laughs> I almost, like, I heard that and I had to pause it because I was clutching my guts really? because I was laughing so fucking it's so hard. Good. It's like, such a small line, but that is goddamn genius. But like, like, that's the thing. I think this happens a lot with comedians or like, actors who have accents. Yeah. Is you just go, oh, they're playing the same fucking character. And it's like, right. no, 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 no. You're just uncultured. Like, if you. If you, <laughs> you look, uncultured swine. Yeah. If you look at. Uh, Steve Bonnet. Mm-hmm. You look at Carl, or not Carl, but his character from um, uh, Yes Man, who's yeah, uh, Nigel. Not no, is it not Nigel? No, it's because uh, uh, he he shortens his name. Remember, and that's why he started calling him Car. Hold on one second. Uh... Is it Phil? Or it's something that has already been shortened before. It's a very common Norman. Norm. That's right. Norm. He calls him Norm, and he goes. Norm, can that be like my nickname? <laughs> he goes, uh, yeah, sure. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, so he's so good in that movie. He's so good. He's so good. He steals the sh- scene and like even fucking Jumanji. Like, oh my god, he's an NPC. Yeah, yeah, and he's so good at he's it. He's so fucking funny. Yeah. <laughs> Um, he plays like in the in the Wilder People, the Hunt for Wilder People. Yeah, yeah. And he plays this like feral like he's been living on his he's fucking hilarious man so good um but the thing the thing i was gonna say is if you compare those two characters the yes man character and the character steve bonnet um so norman and steve bonnet the they're they're very on paper like similar characters right right but But norm doesn't really have his his take charge of everything sort of moment where steed in the last episode just Dude, grabs life by the fucking balls. That, but also the fact of, like, um, the that there's a nuance in Steed Bonnet, and there is nuance in Norm, and they're different. Right. Like, N- Norm's nuance is, like, I don't have friends, I just really want people to like me. Whereas, like, Steed is, like, I have this purpose that I have to create. Right. And, like, but I'm also in this environment I'm not really comfortable in it's almost like he's he's one of those guys that he's like i'm almost positive that i am incapable of actually pulling this off right. but fuck it i'm going for it whereas and I'm try. norm is oblivious norm norm is... has no idea what a ceiling is and you know like, what i mean I he's just kind of like everyone's... i'm never gonna hit it so why would i even concern yeah. myself with yeah. it and that's the thing is like i think a lot of people will just say like oh he just plays oblivious idiots and it's like no 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 no, no. he's very aware right. of what he is that's why he has all that self-doubt in mm-hmm. himself but he just isn't showing it I'm turning into Izzy Hands. <laughs> I, I fucking hate Steve on it. He's an oblivious idiot. I mean, he wasn't wrong. That's. <laughs> but I think what's great about, and you know, we were talking about spoilies. Uh, I think what's absolutely great, though, is just that that journey from him and what he calls Ed. Yeah. Blackbeard yeah. just being these two cool dudes that are hanging out together. You know, oh, cool dudes. I love the reveal to Steed that he is Blackbeard. Right. <clears throat> because he's been hanging out with this dude the whole time. Yeah. Being, thinking that he's just on Blackbeard's crew. Right. Exactly. And then he's just kind of like, is he Blackbeard? And he goes, no, I'm Blackbeard. Yeah. Like and he just stops and he just kind of like gets all wide eyed, you know? <laughs> they're like, they're in Steed's closet and they're like looking at. Yeah. Like, he's like, looking at his fancy things. Fancy things. <laughs> and like, He's like looking at him, and then the guy comes in, and he, uh, Izzy comes in, and he, they go, "Boss, boss, where are you?" <laughs> and then 
he's like, oh, oh, is that, is that Blackbeard? And then Taika Waititi's like, no, I'm Blackbeard. And no, then, and even because he's looking, he's like kneeled down and looking at someone. And when he says it, he knows that he just revealed that he is Blackbeard. And he kind of turns like, it turns like yeah, like, motherfucker. It gives a little, <laughs> like a little cute wink. And then like, and then like, uh, uh, fucking, uh, <laughs> that's, that's the moment when like Steed goes, oh, <laughs> oh shit. Yeah. It's so good. It's so good. Well, but then they decide, okay, I'll teach you how to be an actual pirate. You teach me about fancy things. Yeah. And like, I love the thing that like. Blackbeard loves about Steed originally is how impractical Steed is. Right, he goes, wait, you, all these books are yours? Books next to an open fire? <laughs> On a wooden ship? Wooden like this. Sh- you're, you're a madman, and I like it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so good. When he takes him to that like fancy party or whatever, I fucking love that. That's the episode I didn't see. Oh my god, dude. Don't get me wrong, it is pretty standalone yes as far as like you, you don't really miss anything from that but at the same time it is so fucking good mm-hmm. because it is just 100 percent like this it, it all comes to kind of a head for mm-hmm. for blackbeard as to whether or not he can actually be mm. a fancy man you know yeah. and shit like that but the, the evolution of steed and blackbeard through this show is so fucking awesome oh it's so good and like the, I think the scene that everybody really, really loves, besides the kiss, right? Besides the kiss, is the scene of where they're on the treasure hunt. I think you're supposed to here. Can you move your mic like yeah. this way? Uh, no, no, well, towards you. Where they're on the treasure. There hunt. you go. All right. <laughs> is the scene where they're on the treasure hunt? And uh, oh yeah. And uh, <laughs> like they. Well, firstly, it's when when uh, the restaurant. Uh, the restaurant, which <laughs> is a fully improvised scene. The fact you told me that at an open mic, and I swear to God, it rocked my entire fucking reality a little bit. You're, yeah, you're like, because, well, I might as well fucking quit. Like, because I was like, that is one of the greatest fucking things I've ever seen. Yeah. And you're telling me that those two are just like, hey, no, we're going to keep rolling. And well, they've, gonna... they've worked together for like oh, two decades. Yeah, like years. Yeah. But And also, that should, but we've worked together. Like We worked with Landry. We've worked with all kinds of Tulsa comedians for years. Yeah. I wouldn't trust half you fuckers to do something like that. Yeah, but that's because I don't like you guys. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Well, yeah. that's a, that's an easy one. Um, yeah. I don't like you. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that's that is like the thing of it, and like also it's like there's a difference between like comedians and like actors. Where, oh, absolutely. Where, like comedians, all we want to do is get our joke in, whereas like yeah. actors and improvisers want to put on the best scene. Well, and like I, I think what's really bumming me out lately, and I, I think I've just realized it. So stay with me on this. Go I haven't, for it. I haven't rehearsed this. Talk to it. I, I feel like I'm transitioning between stand-up comedian and more wanting to get writer and actor in because mm-hmm. when we were doing terrible people, that was some of the most fucking fun I've ever had. And I don't even have that big of a part in the show. Right. I helped write it and then I help like I have a part in the show. Right. Uh comes out uh, on Amazon Prime in August. Right. So uh but like well at least that's what I was told. I don't actually fucking know. We'll see when August gets yeah, here. Yeah. But like <laughs> but that was the thing though is that like helping to write cut to twenty forty two. Yeah twenty forty two is like okay how do we explain the fact that I've got white hair now? Yeah. <laughs> And 
also, I, I've got a British accent. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. From living in the UK for the last 15 years. <laughs> I've written my own show now. Yeah. <laughs> it's so, that's the other thing about doing accents, is it's so hard to, like, once you do them, to stop. It really is. Like, yeah. there was a float trip that I went on, and for whatever reason, like, a dragonfly would land on the raft, but it was, like, one of those inflatable ones. Mm -hmm. So I take the oar, and I go, die, bug! And every time I do that... But then after a while, I tried to speak normally, and I couldn't really do it. I was like, oh, like, you have a white claw? Yeah. <laughs> well, I so I do D&D. &D, right. And, you know, I'm well, fucking what you want, but, like, <laughs> people fucking lives. Um, <laughs> uh, I want to play D&D &D so bad. No, I want you to play D&D &D so bad. Um, but I um, uh, I have to do, uh, as the dungeon master, you have to do a fuck ton of voices. Right. Like, Sometimes it's really hard. Like, it's really hard to not give every character the same voice. Right. You know? um, but now I'm, you know, I've am i transitioned from being the DM to being a player. Right. And my character is kind of this, like, New York guy who's, oh, like, fuck. over it. And he's like, this is, this is some fucking bullshit. You know, this is, God damn it, I hate this. You know? Like, this is fucking focaccia bullshit. You know? It's very much that, right? And uh, <laughs> I find my I find it really hard to like, and then like to I, stop doing it once the game's over. Well, no, because like I, I I also yes that, but also like I try to like I try to make sure that there's a very clear delineation between me as the character talking and right. me as the player talking, just to like make ease the the dungeon master's <laughs> job so i could be like oh yeah, which because you were one you're like okay i know yeah. i know what sucks about this yeah i want my players to use character voices because it's really fucking difficult whenever they're like all right so uh we're gonna go on out and then uh yeah i i would like to walk through the door and it's like oh fuck you that was a that was a you to me thing. That was you were, you were talking. To, oh, okay, gotcha. Okay, gotcha. So, but but whenever I go like, this is fucking bullshit. I swear to God, if you don't fucking, <laughs> if, if you don't fucking stop doing this, I'm gonna fucking kill you. Right. And then it's like whatever. And then and then I go. I would like to roll an intimidate check. <laughs> that's very clear. Right. Like that's concise. That is kind yeah. of like okay. That was the character. Yeah. That's Ethan. Okay. Yeah, very yeah, exactly. But the problem is like it's sometimes hard to remember to like right. turn it off. Turn off the accent and yep, I and get also, that. Also, I have like shifting accents, so it'll shift from like New York to like British gruff. Dial it back, dial it back. And okay. Th the way I do that is just by cursing. It's just be like, if I if I can feel the accent slip, right? I'll be like, this is some fucking bullshit, and then I'm back in the accent. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I'm trying to remember what the what the term is, but that's like the the key phrase or something like that. Mm -hmm. So it's like it gets you back into it, like into the character, into the whatever. Yeah, for a lot of people, for Australians, crocky, crocky, crocky. No, but like I, dude, I. I, I'm starting to kind of like because we went we were both at this open mic not too long ago and I mean I I didn't like full on bomb or anything like that I got pretty good laughs but at the same time I just and you'll know what I'm talking about people that aren't comedians won't but it's like even if you get like all the laughs in the fucking room if you're not feeling it it was a bad show yeah exactly that's the thing is like a lot of times comics come off stage and they're like that was a terrible show and then like they fucking killed. Like, um, right. I, I, it happens, honestly, a lot more often than people think. Like, yeah. people come up to you all the time. They're like, oh, man, you must be so over the fucking moon with that show. And it's I was like, like oh. honestly, I'm going to go buy a pack of razor blades. Yeah. Like, <laughs> honestly, I'm going to go drink my fucking sorrows real quick because because I think it's also there's something to be said about, like, if you haven't if you've been doing the same regurgitated material over and over and over wow. again, that you're just kind of like. 
Yeah, yeah, I got the laughs, but like at what cost? Right. Like, exactly. And like for for me, like I remember like I was on a show with a bunch of comics and like everyone was bombing. Like even the person who brought half the audience bombed. Like, yeah. You know, and everyone was bombing. Those are the fun ones. And then I could tell I could tell what the audience wanted. Like, right. I could tell like from the makeup of the audience, like they want raunchy jokes, they don't right. want political humor. They don't want they don't want anything super clever. They want to hear like sex jokes and they want to right. hear like dick jokes and things like that. And so I did it. You know, I was like, I, I, I have the material to do that. And I had a fucking great set. I saved the show. Like literally I'm not saying that because I think that. I'm saying that right. the Booker came up to me and was like, Thank you for saving the show. <laughs> right? So I, I killed for like twenty minutes. And like again, I hate saying that, but it is true. And I hated myself so right. much because like that's selling out 100 like that's when everyone's talking about like you know oh i, I want to do this for a living or something like that and people are like ah you fucking sell out it's like that's not what selling out is no, dude no. fucking know the term or fuck off like yeah so if you change your style like okay the, everyone will be like, oh, Green Day, sold out. It's like, no, Green Day's making money. There's yeah. a difference. They yeah. haven't changed their style. They're the same fucking band. Yeah, exactly. And that's why you can't be mad at Nickelback. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I can because they suck. No. Uh, <laughs> um, I can be mad that they even had a shot at all. That's yeah. really one I of my will... favorite videos is watching them get rocks pelted at them at a show they did in like Spain or something. I will say this Chad Kroger is actually a decent metal vocalist. Have you heard the song he did with Steel Panther? No. Okay. I love Steel Panther. Steel Panther. They did a song called It Won't Suck Itself, and Chad Kroger <laughs> features on it. And like, Chad Kroger's got some fucking pipes on it. Like, uh, well, okay, that's all well and good, but why the fuck would you half-ass it yeah. just to fucking make it? Like, that's the part that, that we're talking about is the selling out part. Right. He's got the talent. Why wouldn't you fucking just do it? Right. And Okay, that's fair. I agree with you on that. Yeah, that's what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> fucking point to Terrell. That's what I'm talking about. All right. <laughs> um, I gotta have one final. That- um, <laughs> Go me. Fuck it. <laughs> but, uh... It's my victory lap. <laughs> Oh, it's the longest button, apparently. I just took my first drum lesson. I just took my first drum lesson. Smoke on the water. Um, <laughs> Burning 18 the countryside. I went straight to Trogdor. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> but, um... So, so <laughs> selling oh, out. Oh, I'm delirious as fuck. Uh. <laughs> selling out as a comic is is different. I I always people are like, I, the joke I always used to make is I fucking hate Bill Maher. I hate. Yeah, Bill Maher. he no, I don't like Bill Maher at all. I hate Bill Maher. I hate his show. I hate Bill Maher so much. If Bill Maher was like, I want you to write for my show, I'd be like, yep. Cool. <laughs> Abso-fucking-lutely. And that's not selling out. That is understanding I have to get my goddamn foot in the door somehow. Well, and yeah, and having writer for Bill Maher on your fucking resume when you go for your next job, they'll be like, oh, yeah. well, Bill Maher's uh, notoriously kind of a fucking asshole, so if you lasted under his reign, yeah. then fuck, you can write for yeah. whoever. Yeah, that and also the fact like you were on a nationally syndicated show. Yep, that has able- had multiple politicians, celebrities, yeah. comedians on said show. Listen, as much as Bill Maher is an asshole, he fucking has pull, right? And yeah. so it's like, 
that's not selling out. That's not what selling out is. Selling out is fucking like admitting to yourself, I hate this. There's no point to this. This material is bullshit, but I'm gonna do it because it gets laughs. Yeah, because it gets because it gets me paid or whatever. Mm. I also think I would go so far as to say selling out is the fact that a lot of uh, you motherfuckers out there that are listening, your favorite comedian, the big guy who's selling the stadiums and all that. Didn't write those fucking jokes. Oh yeah, ninety percent of the time they don't. Like that's ridiculous. Like I, we were talking to about the same guy that it's like he's a local mm-hmm. and he wrote jokes for uh, old Fluffy. Yeah. Old fucking Gary Blue Glacius. He wrote jokes for that fucking guy. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Hart doesn't write all of his own jokes. No, no, like none of the like. The, there's very few that do. Like, there's a, there's definitely some that do. Right. Oh, absolutely. On, like, uh, I think Tom Segura is a good. Tom example. Segura, uh, Bill Burr Bill writes Burr. his own jokes. Yeah, like, they all they write their own jokes. That's not to say everyone at that level. I feel like I, feel, <laughs> and this could just be me, but I almost feel like Bill Burr has kept himself like because you know he has the option if he wants to. All right, I'll use a writer. But I feel like the ghost of Patrice O'Neill is oh, just haunting yeah. him, being like, "You're going to get a writer, you yeah. piece of shit." Yeah, like Patrice, <laughs> Patrice would throw a phone book. You. You've heard that story, right? Yes. It's the Kevin Hart story. Yeah, it's so good. Call your fucking mom and have her pick you up. Oh no, that's a different one. It's a different is that a different one? one? There's a different story with Kevin Hart where Kevin Hart was on stage telling this really bad joke, and Patrice, while Kevin Hart is on stage, throws a phone book at him. It like it goes like and lands in front of him, and then. Uh, Kevin Hart's like, what the fuck? And Patrice goes, read it. There's better material in there. (laughs) (laughs) The one I was talking about was, I guess Kevin Hart is just like on stage and he's trying. Mm -hmm. He's doing his thing or whatever. And I guess Patrice O'Neill threw something out. I think it was like quarters or something. And he just goes, call your mom and tell her to pick you up. Like, (laughs) like, I, I will say, like, I do miss that. Like I do, I wish that was kind of more how the scene was. Like how, like comedy hey, was. get better, or we're gonna continue to give you shit. Yeah, but it's like everybody's got such fragile goddamn egos nowadays, and it's like I don't understand bringing your fucking ego into comedy in the first place. No. It's fucking comedy, you dumb shit. Yeah, and I, oh, I hate it so much. But um, as somebody with autism, it's very frustrating, and I think people don't understand <laughs> that because like they get mad whenever I'm not like nice and polite to them and it's like right. I don't have time for that shit. I don't fucking care, dude. Like yeah, your like, fucking feelings should not be mm-hmm. a factor in me getting fucking shows. Yeah. Exactly. Like I, so that is just bar none. That is a, across the fucking board. If you don't like my comedy, fine. That's I accept that wholly. Like I, I, But I mean, we've had for, like people that we both know that run shows have just stopped putting me on them. Mm-hmm. And I was just kind of like, no, 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 it's not my comedy. I know it's not my fucking comedy. Mm. But apparently, like, I've offended a few people. Mm. Not with my comedy, either. Mm. Like, we're not talking about, like, I got on stage and I was a fucking edgelord or anything like that. Mm. Apparently, I offended people just with, you know, me. Your general gruffness. Yeah, I'm a bit of a gruff motherfucker. Mm. Like, I just, I don't fucking care. Mm. I have gone through enough, I have seen enough, and I feel old enough at soul that I can literally look anyone in the eyes and be like... Do you actually give a fuck about what you're talking about right now? Exactly. And, like, also, like, it's a very southern, midwestern thing. Like, this, like, uh, belief that there has to be, like, social niceties and, like... Right. Why are we we doing fucking small talk? We're on the same show. Yeah, like, I don't fucking give a shit about how your day was. Like, if I care, I'll ask. But if I don't care, I'm not going to fucking And even better, even if I don't ask, I'll still give you the benefit of the doubt for a little bit. I'll be like, okay, fair enough. But if you're still fucking talking about small talk bullshit... 
bullshit and we haven't gone into the sharpening each other before the fucking show thing. Yeah. What the fuck are you even doing here? Why are you like I either talk to me in a way to improve me for the show or let me do it myself. Right? I am not trying to get on stage and I'm still in fucking small talk mode because Johnny B fuckhead back there yeah. decided he wanted to talk about his goddamn kids yeah. for 20 mo- yeah. 20 fucking minutes for the show. We are not negative people. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> We're just comedians. We're just comedians. <laughs> no, and that, that is fair and I totally agree. I I did want to I really want to circle back way to the beginning of the podcast yeah. real quick cuz you were talking about like um, being a, you're not negative, you're a realist. And I, I understand that. And yeah. I, I think that's how I framed it in my head a lot. But I realized there is a difference between hoping for the best and preparing for the worst. Yeah. And getting so busy preparing for the worst that you forget to hope for the best. Oh, absolutely. And that's where I got trapped. No, I no, I'm, so... I am, that is my wheelhouse. Yeah. Is that like, yes, I am 100% on board if things go well. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, it's totally possible. Yeah. But then at the same time, because things have gone just historically yeah. god awful in my life, yeah. I am fully prepared for shit to go fucking south. But at the same time, I'm like, but wouldn't it be awesome? Wouldn't it be great if it went this way? Yeah, and I I found myself unable to do that. I found myself unable to see a positive outcome. Right, and that's, that's the part. That's whenever that's negativity for right, sure. Exactly, yeah. and that's where I was, and so that's that's what I'm trying to fix. I'm I'm trying to like. I think it's hilarious whenever because like we were just talking. I'm I'm a gruff. I'm a real person. Like I mm-hmm. I keep things fucking one hundred, if you will. Mm-hmm. And then whenever I people, but okay, yeah, but, <laughs> but nobody like, ever says that. <laughs> if you no, will, yeah. I won't. But thank you. <laughs> people need to say that more. <laughs> but like the funniest part to me is that like people just take that for its fucking like exterior, just right there, gruff, yeah. whatever, and moving on. He's an asshole. Fuck that guy. Mm-hmm. But what's funny to me is that like a lot of my friends and even comedians in the community, things like that, are fully aware of it, and not a lot of people are. I am capable of an insurmountable amount of love and support and things like that for the people that are around me sure you are. because it's one of those things that it's like, well, yeah, why wouldn't I? You know what I mean? Like, of course I would want to support you in this and, and make sure that you know mm-hmm. that you've got someone in your corner at all times. And yeah, yeah I've got your back because the first time that happens <laughs> after meeting me mm-hmm. and then that happens and there's yeah. kind of like, what the, what the fuck just happened? No, yeah. Like <laughs> I, I developed a complex about like, People viewing me as nice and people viewing me as like, a, like not even polite, just nice. People just viewing, nice, yeah. People viewing me as nice. And I realized that that was incorrect. I shouldn't have been worried about that. What I should have been worried about is people viewing me as good and kind. Right. Which, which I am. I Now I'm at a point where I can see, yes, I am a good and kind person. I am not a nicer person. I am not a nice person. I am, I'm definitely kind. I'll give you the shirt off my back right, if you're exactly. cold. But I swear to God, the entire time we're walking and you're wearing my shirt, I'm going to sit there and be like, it's my favorite shit. Yeah. yeah no, <laughs> I, I, you're a piece of shit. Yeah, and that, and like, that comes from a lot of things, like fear and anxiety. But it also comes from my upbringing. Like, we were talking about it as we were walking into the studio. Right. We are gonna, we're going to do the thing, but we're going to bitch while we do it i'm gonna do it it's fine but i'm mm -mm. yeah yeah i'm not happy about it i need you to know and not only that i think that's also something to be said about i have got my boundaries Mm -hmm. okay so i'm letting you know that hey i'll do it but don't you fucking think that this is one of those i'm gonna walk all over you pieces of shit fucking situations give me back my lighter i will fuck you up man i don't (laughs) know like that's the thing like i think another thing that like 
niceness gets abused. 100%. Niceness gets abused. Like, um, and I think the lighter is the perfect example of that. A nice person will give you their lighter and not say shit when you take it. Right. A good person will give you their lighter and be like, can I have my lighter back? Like, Whereas a comedian would be like, hey, fuck ass. Yeah. You got my lighter still. Fucking, yeah. Yeah. were you trying to steal my shit? Yeah, but I still, fucking gave, lighter. I still gave you the lighter. This goes into a conversation I actually had today and a thing <laughs> I realized not too long ago, which is um, uh, actions don't speak louder than words. That's a huge myth. Dude, that was invented by fucking people who were just bitching and moaning about how they're treated without doing anything about right. it. Like, actions don't speak louder. Like, and I, I want to, like, kind of clarify what I mean by that is, like... Oh, wow, I just realized, like, I know exactly what you mean, but a normal person won't. <laughs> right, 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 exactly. Actions only speak louder than words after you fucked up. Right. That's the only time people use that phrase, is after you fucked it's up. It's kind of like the term Einstein. No one ever actually says that to someone who's in, who made an intelligent move. Yeah. It's always, nice move, Einstein. You're like, yeah. fuck! Yeah. <laughs> and, like, that's the thing is, like... As and I, again, I don't like to like be like as an autistic person, but like it does. Well, I feel like it is something that does affect your everyday life. Yeah. So yeah, it, it might come up a few times. I process the world <laughs> differently than you. Right. Uh, the world doesn't fucking work the same way for me as it does for you. I get sad when I can hear the TV buzz. <laughs> so <laughs> shut the fuck up. Or when the soda can is on the on the coffee table and I can barely hear the TV because I can hear the bubbles mm. in the soda can. That shit is an auditory nightmare for me and I will have to go throw that away. Yeah, like No, exactly. It drives me insane. Yeah, so... I'm a crazy person. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> and so, um, but... What, what I mean by actions don't speak louder than words is, like, I, uh, or actions speak louder than words, I am a very good and kind person, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I, if a friend asks me for money, I will do absolutely everything I can to make sure that they get that money that they need. Right. If a friend is like, I need a ride, I will give them a ride. Right, because you have the means to do so, why wouldn't I help why you out? Why wouldn't I help you, right? That's exactly what I was saying, that it's like, once they find out that I that I am that type of person, it's always kind of met with, huh, you? And I'm like, I don't fucking appreciate that. Yeah. Like, of course, why not me? Yeah. You piece of shit. Like, exactly. that's <laughs> And and for for me, uh, I I don't my brain. This is gonna sound really mean. Okay. I don't miss people. Well, no, that's yeah. That's not a thing my brain does. My no, that's brain, that's a common side effect of mental illnesses and things like that. ADHD, especially, uh, lack is of object, object permanence. permanence. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So it's like every once in a while, I have to realize, like, oh wow, I, I haven't talked to my mom in six months. Right. Like uh, my mom died ten years ago, and every once in a while, I'll be like. I, I miss her, right? Okay, cool. Because, like, it's out of sight, out of mind type shit. And I know that sounds fucking shitty. Yeah, a normal To normal people, they're like, what a horrifying. fucking horrible thing to say. And it's like, no, no, no. I'm not saying it in a sense of like, ah, fuck her. I don't give a shit about my mom. I loved my mom yeah. very much. Yeah. And I miss her immensely. But it's like, it's one of those things that it's like, with mental illness, object permanence is a thing that is a side effect. Like, I don't. Yeah. She's not around. I don't think about her. Like I don't listen. <laughs> another we're getting real off topic. I don't fucking care. I don't uh, fucking. I feel like what TD would appreciate it. Honestly. I, <laughs> so another side effect of not uh, ADHD or autism, but panic disorder and severe. I have anxiety, multiple. Which yes, <laughs> I do as well. Um, Comedians. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, my panic attacks last three days. Um, 
so, and that's why I don't smoke the stinky icky. Um, On the opposite end, uh, that's why I have to. Right, exactly. <laughs> hey, it affects people differently. Stop yep. trying to make me smoke weed. I don't like <laughs> it. God damn it, I hate it so you much. You just gotta find the right strain, bro. <laughs> I like getting fucked in the ass. You don't hear me going, you just gotta find a better dildo, bro. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> Fuck off. Although, if you're a comedian, that's exactly what we want to hear you say. So, it's fine. <laughs> it's true. Um, but, uh, I don't remember. I I took catalog of this. Mm-hmm. I remember 20 minutes of the first 12 years of my life. Yeah. And, like, that's the thing that people don't understand. Oh, no, that's also trauma response. Trauma response as well. It's ridiculous, really. Yeah. But my, fir- my first memory, not like my first memory of insert whatever. My first memory yeah. is turning the corner in this house that we lived in when I was three, and my dad is shoving my mom and telling her pretty much, don't get the fuck back up. Yeah. And I was just kind of like, I told that to a therapist one time, and they just kind of like stopped. You know, it's one of those things that now is a point of pride with me that yeah. it's like, if I can get that therapist to stop writing for a second, I've won. I remember I've won therapy. One like, of my <laughs> favorite therapy memories is I was, I was, uh, it was like the first session with a new therapist. Right. And Which the, is always such a fun time that's for me. such a great time. <laughs> and the therapist was like, listen, you can tell me I've heard it all. And then he was like, <laughs> bet, bitch. <laughs> he, he was going through the list of things like, have you ever been physically abused? Have you ever yep. been emotionally abused? Yep. Have you ever been sexually abused? And I said, no, I wasn't cute enough. <laughs> and he, he went, I've never heard that before. <laughs> Session one, motherfucker. Session one. <laughs> no, I wasn't cute enough. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> uh, uh, my brother, I swear to God, this is how fucked up my childhood was. And I have proof. You know what I mean? It's not, I hate those people that they'll tell you all about like, oh, my childhood was so fucked up. But they have no siblings and their parents aren't around or whatever. And there's a little bit, little part of you that's kind of like, ah, I feel like you're full of shit. Yeah. But. My brother is three years younger than me. We had very different upbringings in the same household. You know what I mean? Mine was a lot of boom, 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 be a man, punch, punch, smack, smack, shit like that. His was a lot of, like, guilt and and things like that. Where So he's sitting there in therapy, apparently, and he's telling his new therapist about our dad, right? And apparently the therapist stops, sets down the pen and pad, and just goes, okay, this is very unprofessional of me, but I have to say it. What a fucking asshole. Yeah. And I was just like, he told me that. I go, yep, yeah. yep, we did it. We did it, man. We got through it all. There's no better feeling. Than, oh, than validation. The therapist being like, you are correct. Right? Like, because you you go into it, and you're like, all right, here we go. Here's what they tell me all the ways I fucked up. This yeah, time. like, you, no, no, no. In reality, you're a piece of shit. Uh, everyone else is right, and you deserve to die. You misinterpreted the scenario. Yeah, whereas whenever your therapist is like, no, 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 like, that's fucked up, and I'm actually surprised you're handling it as well as you have. You're like, oh, my God, thank you. (laughs) What was it? Oh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine walks into that balloon arch. She goes, that's beautiful. It goes, vindication. Exactly. (laughs) So, So here's the thing for me. Like, you come from a much worse background. I grew up incredibly privileged. Like, like upper middle. I've heard of you. I've yeah. heard of you people. Yeah. Upper middle class, like big house in the middle of hey, nowhere. Hey, you better, you better take it easy on that because uh, with those comparisons, we are pretty much on our way 
into an 80s ski movie yeah. where like we're going to challenge each other yeah. to like I'll see you at the big hill like No 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 no, no. <laughs> I, I'm I'm the friend that betrays the bad guy at the very end of the movie. That's what I I'm a dick the whole movie but I do have a moment of redemption. <laughs> Okay, I hated him up until this yeah, point. And now I punched him in the face and stood up for the hero. Okay, all right. He gets you know what? Line. They're right. We are assholes. Yeah, yeah, like, right. Yes, that's me. That's, um, that's that guy. Yeah. So, no, but I, I grew up in a very privileged household. One hour. Uh, <laughs> Nailed it. I had. I was just like, I don't know why, but it was coming up. And I go, ooh, yeah. moment of of slight <laughs> achievement. Number making things. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I do that. It's like you stop the microwave right before it beeps. And you're yeah, like, and you're like, I'm pretty much a fucking genius. I should try for the Olympics. I should pretty much defuse bombs now. So, it's um, <laughs> but but I grew up like upper middle class, like, right? Not abusive. Like my my dad spanked me once, and my stepdad spanked me a couple times, and then I told my dad that, and he was like, "That shit, stop!" <laughs> like. My, Not today, my, motherfucker. <laughs> my dad had an upbringing closer to yours, like a right. abusive dad and and things like that. And like, well, and I not... mean, like the funny part to me was always the previous generation's excuses for things like that. Mm-hmm. You think that was bad? You should have seen my upbringing. And I'm like, oh, you fucking saint of humanity! How good I must have it that Excuse I only got the me one I black eye shard of glass out of my ribs. <laughs> fucking piece of shit! Right. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, and that's bullshit. And like. And the thing is, that, like, again, goes back to gaslighting. I'm sorry, but it does. Like, yeah. go fuck yourself. I don't oh, give yeah. a shit about your fucking childhood. 100%. And like, like, my daughter has never, ever felt the sting of my hand uh, on her at all. Uh, like, I have never hit my daughter. I've never, none of that shit. I never even, like, negatively talked to my daughter. Yeah. You know what I mean? The fact that you think that your fucking upbringing has any fucking inkling or any kind of, like, grounds mm-hmm. as to how you treat another person, mm-hmm. you can go fuck all the way off. Causation does not excuse effect. Anyway, so our flag means death is. Uh, <laughs> no, causation doesn't excuse effect. It just doesn't because like that. No, okay. No, no, no. But, but like, yeah, because like I'm not trying to do the whole, you know, comedian is on a podcast and so now we're going to get very, very into what causes the funny. No, no, That's, no. Like I, it's very. <laughs> I, can I say something? I, I did have a realization because there is this, this belief that yeah. to be a comedian you have to be like a fucked up dark person like, right is that true you just have to start that way you can get better <laughs> right <laughs> it's okay you don't have to grip onto your mental illnesses so hard like comedians sometimes use that in a, as an excuse to be shitty oh absolutely it's like, no, no 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 you can get better you just have to start fucked up i feel like there there's if there's any kind of something that can be used as an excuse to be an asshole that everyone's used it right exactly there's someone that's using it right now you know what i mean like but, um, it's so much easier to just be like you know what mm-hmm. i'm kind of a shitty person yeah and like that's step one honestly do that and then go from there yeah and like i want to i just want to like use kind of myself as an example of like like i said i had a very good upbringing my parents got divorced when i was very young they got divorced when I was three months old right 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 so there was that and i had had autism right but my parents did everything right they <laughs> i but was put into therapy at the age of four right they started getting medicated at the age of four they followed all the instructions on how to raise a child with autism right and i am so fucked mentally <laughs> i'm so fucked mentally and it's and it's sometimes but it could it have been is, so much worse it could have been so much worse <laughs> if it was any worse i wouldn't be here um firstly like 
I just want to like clarify, like sometimes it's just fucking chemical, man. Yeah, dude. Sometimes it's just your brain chemistry is wrong. Well, and not only that, like the fact that I come from a long line of mentally ill people mm-hmm. who never got any help for it. Yeah. And then for that, like, so you, I'm already wired mm-hmm. for this type of thing. Yeah. This, by the way, this is not me self-diagnosing, by the way. This is, like, straight from my therapist's. Oh, like, yeah. I, I, think am... my, I think it was, like, my second therapist. How many official like do you have? Uh, official diagnoses? Uh, I have PTSD, severe depression, mm-hmm. and then she just goes, and multiple panic disorders. Mm-hmm. And I go, so are we going to hash those out? Or And I swear to God, she goes, we don't have time. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I was like, okay, cool. And so essentially she was just kind of like, we'll call it, we'll call it four. Yeah. So I have like four panic disorders yeah. on top of the other two. Mm-hmm. And the severity though, she goes, that's what I'm more worried about. It's yeah. not the number that you have. Yeah, right. It's just the severity of. And I go, wait, like the PTSD also is severe? She goes, yes, dude. Am I the first one to tell you that? And I go, yeah. yeah. She goes, how old are you? And I was like, I'm 32. Yeah. This was like last year. This was last year, the year before, something like that. And yeah. she goes, are you fucking, you just told me you've seen multiple therapists. I go, yeah. And she goes, no one's ever truly diagnosed you with PTSD. I was like, no, nah, they hinted at it. Yeah. Which is so fucking shitty looking back on it. That's like, we could hint at a diagnosis, but. <laughs> so, I, so I have nine official diagnoses. Jesus fuck. Yeah, I've been in therapy since I was four. Right, that's you fair. Know, you know, like I, yeah, like, and that's another thing that I have to like go with is like, oh, I got all the tr- treatment, and right? I'm still like fucked up, and it's like, how do I tell you it's gonna be okay? Like, how do right. I, how do I support you? Well, like, honestly, I think too, what a lot of people need to just get in their heads is that when it comes to mental illness, it's not like physical illness where it's like, okay, you're cured. Yeah. Mental illness doesn't work that way. You are always going to be insert thing that you got diagnosed with. I realized this. I I finally accepted because I have severe OCD. Yeah. I have what's known as, uh, I think it's pure OCD, where it's like, I don't give a shit about like if a thing's crooked. Right. Because I'm too busy panicking about the time that I accidentally made my girlfriend cry when I was 14. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? So like, I don't have time for that other shit. Well, and that's the thing, though, is that it's like, for so many different diagnoses as far as mental illness, there is this stigma that comes along with it because they only know the one part of the it. The one portrayal that so was So OCD is, I love everything clean and neat, it's and if monk. one thing's, yeah. It's monk. And then you've got PTSD, which is always going to be the veteran. combat veteran who came back and loud noises now make him cower in yeah, fear. Yeah. No, that's not, there is so much more to every single diagnosis. Even depression. Yeah. Depression, people are like, oh, well, you're just sad all the time. There's a lot more to that. No. You motherfucker, don't take it's this not, away from someone. It's not that you're sad all the time. It's that you have an inability to be happy. There's a huge difference. There's a huge difference there. <laughs> like, that's the thing is that it's like, no, you don't understand. I can't get out of bed right now. Yeah. Oh, you're just lazy. I'm not lazy. I genuinely have the, no will to get out of this bed. The thought of moving my leg muscle makes me want to cry not only that there are days that my depression is so fucking bad and obviously i've been working really hard on it like i said once you realize that you're always going to have these things you kind of like start to work and be able to work with them you're high functioning so to speak but it's like dude there's been days that my depression is so bad that i'm like if i get out of this bed i will kill myself right i'm telling you right now i oh i gotta pee okay besides this piss if i get out of this bed (laughs) no exactly i dude i my depression was so bad that i just had bottles by my bed that i would piss in Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
No, like whenever it was really bad that it was just kind of like everything was my fault, you know, the of course I have this because I'm a piece of shit. You know, mm. Those times are behind me, but every once in a while I do have what I like to call a nice little flashback episode mm. where I kind of wake up and like my partner and I live together and so I'm kind of like, hey babe, yeah honey, nope. <laughs> not today. Yeah. Are you are you good? Nope. My my br- I'm doing brain stuffs today. Mm-hmm. I'm I am not good. Yeah. And so we you know, we both have our own diagnosis and things like that. So it, honestly, if you're mentally ill, stop trying to pretend that you're not. No, no. Stop yeah. trying to be like, "Oh, I need to I need to find me." Like especially for guys. Yeah. Okay. If you're a straight guy mm-hmm. and you have mental illness mm-hmm. and you know you have mental illness, mm-hmm. the solution is not find a totally normal girl and destroy her psyche. No, like, no. I, <laughs> so, I man, there's so much I could go into. I want <laughs> There's I wanna, a lot to unpack there. I want to kind of like uh in terms of accepting that you're going to have to live with your mental illness. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's what I'm mailing down right now. So OCD, you have intrusive thoughts. And you have, that, you have that with lots of other mental illnesses. OCD is kind of the hallmark of intrusive thoughts, where it's like your brain is making connections. Where, yeah. And like all OCD wants you to do is sit in a room and eat crackers your whole life. <laughs> that's all That's all OCD wants you to do. Right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> It is, it is what, <laughs> this is not the shit that you're going to get your therapist's office, I'll tell you that. That's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's all OCD wants you to do. It just wants you to fucking... Saltine? Sit, yeah. It, <laughs> it's just sit in a room and protect this. That's yep. all it wants. It's, it's just your... Uh, your um, survival instinct is on overdrive. It's that's the the PTSD is as well because uh-huh. like that's why mental illness is as intricate as it is. It the the main thing is that it's like they're trying to figure out okay why are you like this? Yeah. Insert diagnosis here so if it's less based on something that's maybe happened to you it's more leaning towards like the ocd side of things mm. and to where it's like, but that's obsessive that is that is it in the fucking it's name obsessive and compulsive right and so stop saying that like oh i like things clean i'm a little ocd no 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 unless you've actually like talked to someone like because i actually do have mild OCD. Yeah. So that's why i didn't and even OCD, include it in my diagnosis OCD, because this is the motherfucker of ocd it has logic behind it Every time. It has logic behind it. it. It's like, we can't do that because this happened the last time we did that. Right. It's a protect yourself mentality. People are always like, oh, they're just sick in the head. They just like things clean. No, 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 no. There is so much more to this fucking diagnosis than, than mm. fucking monk is going to tell you or fucking yeah. matchstick men is going to fucking show you, dude. Like PTSD, again, mm. nope. I'm not doing it. We're gonna we're gonna go way too deep on it. Like it's gonna. No, right, right. So let me let me let me kind of kind of try to make this as succinct as possible and like just show you how logical yet illogical OCD is and right. how much it fucking wants to torture you because that's what it does. It tortures you into submission, so you into inaction. Right. And then you just don't do the thing, and then it's like, cool, we didn't do the thing. <laughs> well, we didn't do it. But what if what if it was good to do the thing? And then you're fucking OCD about another Yeah, and then you're you're just oh god. Yeah. Then you're off to the races because it's essentially like, yeah, but what if? And it's, then it's by the time to death. by the time you're done with what if, you're exhausted. And not only that, you've made no real points about the original thing. Right. So uh this is gonna be a little bit of a weird one. Me and my partner were um uh having sex we were um, my partner had me like tied up and blindfolded right okay <laughs> and it, it's allergy season right this happened like two weeks ago by the way <laughs> this is 
No, not even a week and a half. My partner has me tied up. Keep in mind, it's allergy season. Oh, no, no, no. This... And meanwhile, I'm sitting here going, go on. Yeah, so <laughs> my partner has me tied up and blindfolded and is um, proceeding to tie me up more, right? Right. So it's a, it's a moment of downtime, like transitioning between like one thing to another. Okay. And, and as my partner is tying me up, my partner starts sniffling because... It's allergy season, right? Right. And my brain was like, it's probably allergy season. And my brain's like, no, what if they're crying? What if my partner is crying? Why would my partner be crying? It's because they're looking at me naked and they no longer find me attractive and they are realizing that they don't love me anymore. Jesus. Right? That's My partner is, that is... actively having sex with me. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's like we were talking about earlier that it's like any kind of mental illness, you can be immediately out of the mood, mm -hmm. but right back into it. It's a whole fucking thing. Mm -hmm. Like internally, I've got a shitload of stuff going on on yeah. all the fucking time yeah all the fucking time and then externally maybe not so much but that's okay that's the thing that i think I, mentally ill people or neurodivergent people mm -hmm. um and like what makes it hard for neurotypical people to understand is i don't think and I, this is, I have no way to prove this because I don't, I'm not neurotypical. Right. <laughs> I don't know. But I, I know very few neurotypical people. Me too. But I think neurotypical people aren't aware of consciousness all the time. Oh, that's fair. I think like neurotypical people just kind of like go through life and they're like, I'm doing a task, I'm doing a task, I'm doing a task. And then every once in a while, they have an active thought is what I call Mindless it. task. Yeah, That's yeah. where that phrase comes yeah, from. Yeah. Because I heard that term the first time and I go, what the fuck is a mindless There's task? There's no such thing as a mindless You're like, oh, it's one that you do and you don't have to think while you're doing it. And I go, I'm thinking all the fucking time. I don't right. know what the fuck you're talking about. Exactly. I, I've drawn a graph about this a few times. For, I, did, <laughs> I did it for your girlfriend uh, last time she was here. And we talked. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I drew this graph where it's like if you if you have like um, you know on the x y or y x. So on the y axis you have um, like a level of consciousness, right? Right. And then like midway through is like a line that says conscious thought. Right. Okay. And on the x-axis is just like time of day. Right. 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 Most neurotypical people, I think, for them, conscious thought uh, will never go above the line of consciousness unless it's a thing that requires concentration or that requires problem solving. Right. Which is why you see characters that like they're staring off in the distance. They're like contemplating everything. Whereas neurodivergent people are going to be like, no, 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 no. I've already played out 18 different scenarios of how this could go in my head, and I'm trying to pick which one I want to right. do. No. Yeah, exactly. And whereas for neurodivergent people, neurodivergent people, it is conscious thought all day. I The only, like, the only exception is super hyper fixation. Yeah. That's it. That's the only exception. My hyperfixations have gotten a little better, but they used to be so fucking bad. Like, they would ruin entire months of my life. Right, exactly. No, wrestling, dude. Like, <laughs> but, like, that's the thing. It's like, you're, that's why I think a lot of us hyperfixate it, is because it's like having. Like, having a neurotypical brain is like having a TV with 800 channels, and you just flip, and you just flip the channel. You just flip the channel. Yeah, just, all right, so what's the next one? A neurodivergent brain is you have 800 channels, and they're on all at once. They're <laughs> you got to try to pick one to focus on. <laughs> okay, I got to, okay, hold on. Oh, you shut, shut, shut the fuck up! <laughs> Fox News, get out of here! You know? <laughs> like, <laughs> well, and I would go so far, too, is that, like, and I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to, like, 
I don't feel like this is even a reach or anything. I think with the show, Our Flag Means Death, there are many multiple uh, mental illnesses that are represented. Oh, 100%. And it's just like, I think that is, in in this day and age, like, we're so tired of characters that are so one-dimensional that give a character a mental illness and... My fucking God. What? Despite the sexual tension, there's a little bit. You are Blackbeard and I am Steve. (laughs) No, no, no. Think about it. Horrible upbringing. Uh, abusive father. Yeah. All that stuff. I didn't kill him, though, so that's he's got that one on me. He, he wins that round. But abuse. No, no, no. Right? <laughs> All that stuff. Right. You have that, right? That's fair. I also well, have a beard. Yeah. <laughs> wealthy upbringing. Right. Not wealthy, wealthy, but like, you know, I didn't have to worry where my next meal was going to come from, right? Oh, yeah? Well... Yeah. Uh, I've made my fair share of mayonnaise sandwiches. Yeah, yeah. like, like, <laughs> so good uh, upbringing, but like unrealistic expectations that didn't take into account my needs. Holy fuck! And I, I have kind of helped you through the the land of <laughs> of scumbags and villainy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh crap! Now I gotta get a tattoo of Blackbeard. Yeah, and now, um, we have, now we have to go on a fanciful <laughs> adventure to a dinner party. <laughs> And then kiss. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe kiss. And I, okay, so earlier though, when I was talking about like the way that like the characters get together and everything, and I'm glad you brought it up because like that is 100%. That show strayed so hard from the norm. Oh, yeah. As far as like where the characters go and, wh- and what is going to be asked of them, mm. right? Because the thing that happens is, and if you've been still listening, and we told you this is going to get spoiled, I don't want to get your fucking email at this yeah. point. So essentially what happens is that Blackbeard and Steed evolve from just two friends who are getting along swimmingly and all that. Mutual appreciation of each other's abilities. Right. Now it has started to, they are, they are like smitten kitten with each yeah. other. And like they didn't realize it at first. No, no. Like they, what is it? Lucian, Lucian has to like actually fucking tell Ed, like, you like this guy. Right. Like, no, I, I didn't even use the word love. Like, you yeah, love him. Yeah, you love this little weirdo, is right. the, the phrase he says. And then, and then, Steed is, or no, sorry, Ed is the one that, like, addresses the thing first. He, he goes, he shoots the shot. Yeah. He's the one that kisses Steed. Like, he's, they're sitting there talking, and they're talking about, and then. He says, I think the thing uh, that makes me happy is you. Right. And then Steed goes to start talking, and then Ed kisses him, and then they break away, and then Steed goes, you make Steed happy. They have this. And that, that's, that's the line. <laughs> you make Steed happy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's and a then, wonderfully and like, heartfelt moment. And then the moment, show and he, ends. Yeah. <laughs> we don't need to talk about no. the rest. We don't know what we do. I know. We do, because essentially what happens is that they have signed their lives away mm-hmm. to the Royal Navy. In order to in, not be executed. In order to not be executed. And not only that, to save their crew, mm-hmm. who was also supposed to be executed. Right. So they save their crew by essentially enlisting. Yes. That they're going to be like, yeah, go ahead and just treat me like shit mm-hmm. on a fucking Royal mm-hmm. Naval ship, apparently, and we'll just go from there. Mm-hmm. So they're at, like, essentially base camp. Mm-hmm. And he's shaved. Yeah. And he just goes, where's your beard? He goes, I wasn't even black beard anymore. It was yeah. gray beard. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. But then he goes, we'll escape. Mm-hmm. We'll run away together. It is the quintessential mm-hmm. fucking romantic thing to do of we will run away together. And it could have wrapped up the show fine. It would have been a beautiful ending, but he won't allow it. 
He's got to he, the the storyteller in him. It, he's got to. So Steed has second thoughts. Well, n- not quite. What uh-huh. Well, no, 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 no. The guy kills himself in front of Steed on accident. Oh, that's right. And then Steed, for the second time in his life, Steed fucking it, it, it's his the guys the the, the twin guy, fucking brother no less of the guy he killed. He, you know, on paper, this is very soap opera. It's like, very soap opera. <laughs> it's very soap opera. And then because of that, Steed has a panic attack. Like that's yeah. exactly what happens. He has a full panic attack. A full and keep in mind, he has no idea what's happening. Right. Well, yeah. Which, if you have no idea what's happening while having a panic attack. I know what's happening while having a panic attack, and they're still fucking awful. Like <laughs> Amber is alerting me. Is Amber alert? Oh, yep, there yeah. it is. I was like, mine's gonna be next. Yep. Okay, so Red Dodge. Mm. Eh, I'm not reading all that. So, <laughs> uh, but like then, but we're good people. But <laughs> we are good people. I promise. Uh, but then, so Watiti is waiting mm-hmm. at their yeah, Blackbeard. Design- Blackbeard is waiting at their designated spot. They're going to run away together. He's excited. Mm-hmm. He's full of like, you know, he's he's ready to go. Like he's the wondering of what's going to happen next. Yeah. Steed never shows. Right. Because, and so he has a panic attack. And I would like to mention that I had panic attacks up until I was sixteen, mm-hmm. and then I didn't have panic attacks until I was twenty-four. Weird. And it. Yeah, I just had like this really long span, and I, it was just because I wasn't doing anything to induce them. Oh, okay. I was just being very avoidant. Right, okay, <laughs> that's everything. fair. And then mushrooms. And then mushrooms. <laughs> and then, and the, uh, the, the and then mushroom, mushrooms coming. And the mushrooms were like, "You haven't been addressing a thing." <laughs> I was like, "Fuck." Um, well, and so, but then, I mean, Ed is heartbroken mm-hmm. because in his mind steed just said nope fuck you yeah exactly and like st- i don't even think steed necessarily understands why he runs away at that moment like i think he's just like it's all i think it's all just happening so intensely it's it's him saying everything everyone has ever said about me is true i ruin everything i fuck everything right. up i can't do that to this person that i love even if he's not consciously saying that right that's the motivation behind the fear right you know wow therapy has been been working hard for you huh uh-huh um <laughs> but then so what my favorite part about it yeah. is that <laughs> as an answer to yeah. this happening blackbeard decides he's gonna go back to being blackbeard and then some yeah and then some like, he cuts actually, off izzy's fucking toe and puts it in his mouth and makes him fucking swallow yeah. it and also blackbeard has never says the only person he's ever killed early in the show the only person he's ever killed is his dad but then you find out that's not true well because he, he said he he lit he lit the ship on fire and he goes, no, 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 but like I didn't kill him; the fire did. Right. And then you start to realize, like, oh, he has been rationalizing yeah. this evil shit for years. Yes. So essentially, he's killed quite a few people. Right. But <laughs> but he still has not accepted that he's a killer. He's right. still not accepted. He hasn't accepted the fact that he is in fact Blackbeard. Right. But he finally does. He and he does oh accept, wow. And, he and then he starts it. like he what is he it's like shoe polish or something. He just paints his eyes black. He and fucking paints his beard like like because he shaved, he paints his beard back on. Yeah. But yeah. not in a comedic way by the way. This no. isn't like a oh yeah, painted it back on. Yeah. Like he just decides, you know what? Fuck it. I'm putting fucking black shit all over my face. Yeah. I'm the devil now. Like he's just he's yeah. full on evil now. And then he commits 
to, after throwing away his trinket of steed, which is this like handkerchief, right? He is like, all right, I'm gonna kill someone, and he kills like the person who told him he was in love with. Steed. Right. Well, I in my head, did he kill him, or no, is it no, gonna no, be season two, and it's gonna be like, oh, I found a buoy. He's, he's alive in the walls of the ship. Right. <laughs> Something along those lines. He's too good of a character. Oh, for, yeah, yeah. He's not dead. I don't but know. like the way that it ends is that Blackbeard has. Full on marooned the entire crew, uh, except for Jim mm-hmm. and uh, what was oh my Frenchie, Frenchie. So those two are still on the ship. They have things that he needs, but they have nothing to do with Steed in his mind. Right. The other ones do. Yeah. So and, that's and, why he's just like fuck them. I don't care. Leave them on an island. And then so we have to kind of address what Steed does. So Steed runs off. Right. Goes back. He's like, I'm just gonna go back to my old life and act like yep. nothing's changed, even though it's been years. Right. Goes back to his old life, shows up, and is like, hey, honey, how's it going? And then, like, she's moved on. She's she's happy. She's happy. She's happy that he's dead. Like, Yeah, she's because she wasn't happy with him before, and now she's off scot-free. Yep. And um, so she goes out, and, like, there's this guy, and she's realized she's an artist and is going to do art. Mm-hmm. And then... And has this vast group of friends that are all supportive of her doing these things. And like Steed starts getting drunk and belligerent and yep. attacking people. And then she realizes, like, I'm not going to be happy with him alive, so I'm going to kill him. Right. And she grabs the thing and she's going to stab him in the ear. And, like, Steed wakes up and realizes that this is going to happen. And then and realizes then... neither of them are happy. <laughs> right. Realizes that neither of them are happy. This is not right. And then asks his wife and this is i think my favorite moment of the show yeah is he asks his wife about love and he's like like what is love do you like and like starts explaining she starts explaining to him what love is right and then you start seeing all these flashbacks he flashbacks with ed and you're just kind of like oh yeah (laughs) that's oh that's touching and then uh so like all these moments with ed that like really fulfill that need in himself and then she goes do you love someone and he goes what what is he says something along lines of i think i do i I think i do love Uh, she goes I hope you can find that. And he goes, I think oh, I have. Oh, I think some. I have. What's, what's, what's what does her, she say? What's her name? What's her name? And he goes, Id. His name is Id. <laughs> and then. And I love the like, look on her face, though, that she's just kind of like, that makes sense. That makes sense. That They're makes total sense to me. Loving glance. So then Steed decides that. He's going to kill himself, he's quote going unquote. He's going to fake his own death in <laughs> the most elaborate way. That is Paul. so funny. Fucking elaborate, dude. Oh, my God. I honestly don't even want to go into it just because if you haven't seen the show and you still want to, and even after spoilers or whatever, I swear to God, totally worth it for just the amount of effort that they put into killing Steed. Steed is such an elaborate (laughs) death. But then even better is that like what I'm talking about where the crew is all on the ship, on the island, they're oblivious to the fact that they just got marooned. Essentially, it's starting to set in, and they're kind of like, oh, there is. I think he told them that they were setting up for a show. Right, the talent show. The talent show, right. And so they're all like, well, I mean, well, is our ship leaving? Yeah. And then, like, they've been left. Then they kind of look up, and Steed is rowing his boat towards them. He has got a completely new demeanor yeah. about him. Yeah. He is confident, and he's ready to go. Well, he's still Steed, so he yeah. does kind of fall a little yeah, bit. but he's accepted what he is. He's accept Like, that's the thing. That's what the end of the show is. Right. It's about acceptance. It's about accepting who you are. For sure. It's about like, but the problem is, Steed has accepted who he is in a positive way, whereas 
Blackbeard has accepted who he is in a not great way. In a pretty scary way, to be honest. Um, Because there is a little bit of an air at the end of it as well when he's talking to Jim that it's like, are y'all talking about raping Jim? Like, what is happening right now? Like, he has gone off the fucking deep end. But I mean, like... And then there's a scene where he's like crying, sobbing, staring at the lighthouse painting. Right. Like, he destroys all the things in the ship and like... But he can't, like, there's... I mean, I don't care who you are. If you've gone through heartbreak, Mm. you will totally understand the, the, the duality of... Steed and Blackbeard and the realization of of acceptance of themselves. Because if you, in my mind, it's more common for men. Like once you get out of a relationship, you start off as Blackbeard, 100%. You're like, destroy it all, burn it to the ground, fuck everything, and I will. I'm about to go fuck everything. I don't give a shit. Fuck me, fuck them, fuck, I don't care. Mm -hmm. But then what you're hoping for is to one day be Steed. Yeah. And just accept who you are in a great way. Yeah, exactly. And like, so like, there is hope uh, and I, I don't know if season two has been confirmed, but I hope so. I hope so. It's so good. It's so fucking good. Like I, I almost, it almost felt like HBO didn't even mm-hmm. take it that seriously. Of first. course not. Because like it was like they were releasing three episodes a week, mm. two or three, something along those lines. It so was three. Yeah, and it was just like what was it? Three weeks, four weeks. We're at episodes. Yeah. Season one's over, and it's like what the fuck just happened? Yeah. Um, I'm trying to look. Is I don't. It doesn't look like it has been confirmed that there's a season two yet. Well, but that's probably because Watiti's probably got like that's eight a... different irons in the fucking fire right yeah, now. Yeah, dude does so much work. I'm I'm telling you, man. Anytime, but at the same, like, did you see Free Guy? I did not. The Ryan Reynolds movie, know. but it's so fucking good, dude. It really is. It's just all right. But I know your answer. Uh, but I have to ask it anyway. Bingeable? Oh, 100%. Yeah, but I mean, it's it, it, it won't even take you that long. Accidentally binge. It takes you five hours. Right. It's not, it's, it's you got 10, this. 10, 32-minute episodes. Yeah, dude, it, considering the amount of shows that we've talked about on this podcast that would take you days, weeks, however long to binge watch them... Mm-hmm. This one is a fucking toss up, man. Oh, yeah. Like it is a, this is a fucking layup. You there's no worries at all and totally worth it. Yeah. Totally worth the oh, time. Yeah. Fucking hell. Yeah. Well, we've talked about mental illness pirates, uh, you know, all that good shit. So, uh I'm assuming Ethan, did you have a good time? Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> I sure didn't. I ran out of soda water like half like pretty much quarter of the way in, yeah. so uh I'm parched. Honestly, I shit my pants. <laughs> As a, as a survival instinct, not as a... As I, a I, just, I don't know what it is. Yeah. I just went for it. I was just like, I might die. Does that tell to Oh my god! All right, let's go ahead and wrap this up. Uh, you have so you have shows coming up, or I don't know when this is coming out, but uh, it... it is coming out Thursday if everything goes according to plan. If it's coming out Thursday, I have a show tonight. Uh, oh, okay, cool. If it comes out on Friday, hey, you missed a hell of a show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm at uh, <laughs> Heirloom Ales doing a benefit show for Ritual Electric because I got a bunch of shit. Stolen. They did. They got a lot of machines stolen, and uh, I actually have a tattoo from one of their artists. Uh, actually, I think I have a couple yeah. uh, from a couple of their artists. But really good people, really great artists, and they got robbed uh, by some piece of human garbage. And I swear to God, if you're listening and I'm talking to you, fuck you and everything you stand for, you cock-guzzling piece of shit. 
Anyway. Yeah. So, <laughs> but it's a benefit show, and all proceeds go to Ritual Electric, right? Yes, 100%. Yeah. And uh, who else is on the show? Uh, Nicola Gamora. Mm-hmm. We have uh, uh, Lauren Turner, Evan Hughes, and Mac Taylor. Very and fucking cool lineup. Hosted by Jesse Powers. Wow. Yeah. Now that's a fucking lineup right there. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. Okay, I might have to go to that. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I will go to that because fuck it. Uh, I only live once and I, I'm tired of not being able to go to shows. So fuck yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we'll, I will make sure that this comes out on Thursday then yeah. and make sure that everyone knows, hey, tonight. What time? Uh, let me look at the Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Hello. It's at an, I think it's at seven. Will I confirm? Hold on. Where's the poster? It's a very nice poster made by Sam Walton, not the person who found Walmart. <laughs> an artist. <laughs> hey, listen. They sent it to me and they were like, Sam Walton's the best. And I was like, the guy found Walmart? This guy's a fucking piece of shit. What are you uh, talking about? It is, it is April 14th at 7 p.m. At 7 p.m. at Heirloom Ales. Um, and if you come on out and uh, you're a fan of the show... I will be there, and uh, I'll probably tell you to go fuck yourself. Like I'm just kidding. Like if you come up, be like, "Hey, I'm a big fan of binge." Uh, you know, "Hey, thank you," but also let's not talk very long about this because my ego can't handle it. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> and I'll be like, "Cool." What do you want to do now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> want to hear about hear about wrestling? <laughs> hey, I just binge watched this show. Hey, we can talk about that. That's yeah. good. <laughs> That's kind of my thing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, go check out Ethan, and really, that's a fucking awesome lineup. Yeah, it's really Over cool. at uh, Heirloom Ales on, to, well, tonight, yeah. the 14th at 7 p.m. Yeah. Uh, if this comes out on the 15th, I will pre-apologize. So, <laughs> but uh, hey, go check that out. Um, and also, you know, as always, uh, if you want to email the podcast, it's bingepodcast918 at gmail.com. You can tell us that you fucking hate us, and we'll tell you, hey, go fuck yourself. Uh, I don't actually respond to half the fucking emails, just because it's like, I don't want you to get in the habit of you can just send whatever you want and i'll respond so uh we have all kinds of really shitty emails in that inbox i know you don't respond (laughs) but as always i love you there's nothing you can do about it and uh hey bye